thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown armies to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and now can explain the meaning of Lachimolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important business that Bongtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter, snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents. Because one thing we know is that content, well, it just keeps on coming. Well, hey, everybody, we are back with a unexpected uh, edition of Afternoon Army because we had, I don't know if I would frame it as unexpected news, but the news has finally come as of, you know, very early this morning for those of us in North America that uh, BTS is no longer deferring enlistment. And beginning with Sukjin, we are going to start to see members uh, go off into the Korean military, um, maybe as early as potentially the end of October, beginning of November. So for the fandom, this is a big moment and it raises a lot of big feelings. And we kind of operate on the premise that folks shouldn't have to sit in their feelings alone. So we are here tonight to kind of process, help folks who, you know, might have just gotten into ARMY during the pandemic, maybe we're long-term fans, just, you know, people are going through it. So we are here for you and, you know, we're gonna unpack some things and then maybe talk about some coping and some plans that we can try to do to also have agency during this period that feels maybe a little bit powerless. So uh, we have, let's see, four of us here tonight besides me. Um, so we'll be going through, we have Allison, Tanya, Megan, and Lexi. Uh, and I think I'll just kick off because I've got the floor and then we'll kind of take turns doing initially just like our first reactions. So the first thing I thought this morning when I opened my eyes around 10 to 7 a.m. Uh, and saw, you know, Instagram blowing up with the news uh, from Hybe about enlistment was it just really felt like all of a sudden I realized chapter two is kind of like Empire Strikes Back. And, you know, I am a bit of a Star Wars nerd. Empire is my favorite. So maybe I can like be, try to be positive on that. But I mean, look, this is a time period of shift and change. And, um, you know, I'm trying to frame it in a way that is preventing me from completely looking to go travel to South Korea and eat myself into the Han River. So I am looking for ways to rationalize and process. And one way that has really worked for me today that I'm really grateful for is the humor that's been offered by ARMY. Um, you know, people have been going through it, but really what I didn't anticipate was like the jokes and the memes, and that has really helped. So I just wanna give a shout out um, to Twitter, to a user Desi to the max. I wrote this down because it brought me my first like bit of laughter today. And it was, the tweet was, of course we can wait until 2025. We've waited for our Weverse packages to ship for much longer than that. And to me, when I saw that, I was like, okay, we are all gonna be okay. Cause we can joke around and that truth like hit very close to home. 
And, you know, besides the military glow up that we often see coming from K-drama stars, there's also the opportunity for some really healthy hair. So, um, you know, let's like, let's look on the bright side. So my personal goal right now is to not let Yoongi's hair being cut and put on the floor and then swept into a dustpan become my villain origin story. <laughs> so that's where I'm uh, sitting at tonight. Um, and I will popcorn over to Allison. So Allison, how are you feeling? You're uh, our resident therapist, contextualize this for us. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of hard to be a therapist when you're processing things in your own life. And so today was interesting. So I'm in central time zone and typically like in our group chat, I wake up first and then see what happened the night before. And the first thing I saw was the announcement about um, him waiving the deferment. And I think I went numb and needed a second and just went into the chat and I said, don't look at social media, just take care of yourself for a bit. And then just was like, yeah, this is the right time. They just killed it in Busan. Like they are ready. They have been working on this and this has been weighing really heavy on them since June. Like it really felt heavy at the Festa. Um, I did a lot more emotional processing in June at the Festa. And so today was felt like the natural next step of they've been working for this. They've been showing us this the whole time. And now let's show them how much we love them. So that's where I'm at and trying to be present in my own practice and life. So yeah, I'll kick it over to Lexi. Thank you. Um, so I woke up and didn't look at social media first. I uh, found out about it in The Guardian. Brag, I read The Guardian. Um, and at that point, I was in shock a little bit and I messaged Leah and apologized because it's my fault that this is happening. Um, and then, you know, I had my uh, emotional time and just got up and started working because I couldn't go back to sleep. And people even at work were like, wow, you, you logged in early today. I was like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I did. Um, but I also immediately started taking notes, which we'll talk about because it's a coping mechanism, filled out some forms, did some things like that. Um, and then the more I thought about it, there's one really positive thing to me is that this is almost simultaneous enlistment or as close to it as we can get. I'd sort of hoped for something like that. And Leah and I had talked about it in the past, whether it was a possibility and it just, once you do the math, feels so much better. It's not that much time. Um, and when they kept saying they, you know, they had to be so cryptic all the time about what was going on and saying to trust them. This has been very, very well thought out. Um, why they pulled the trigger today and how is a different thing that we could maybe get into, but um, this is on their terms. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, not happy about much else, to be honest, but um, you know, that's okay. It's not um, our country. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not in your country either, but it's a different reality. It's a different culture and a different situation and it's expected there. So I think it's, 
blindsiding us as international army a lot more than it is in Korea, even though I knew it was going to happen. I think it's so built in there as an expectation that um, they were waiting for the other shoe to drop and I was waiting for all the shoes to drop. Um, so we're a bit behind on processing, I think, but I'll leave it at that for now. Um, Megan? Um, I'm the person that wakes up and immediately opens Instagram in the morning. <laughs> it's my toxic trait, I guess. Um, and I saw it and it was like a punch to the gut. Like my stomach literally dropped. And I know that sounds really lame, but it really did. Um, and even though I knew it was coming, I was still sad, but like in a selfish way, cause I just want to see them all the time. Like I want more run episodes and I want more music and I, I want, I want, and it's not about me at all. Um, one thing I did read today, which I found was really interesting. It was in the guardian article that I found that, um, Lexi probably read too, is that in Korea, men are not considered grown until they do their military service. Um, and I, I kind of thought that was important to me on a personal level, but also I can see where that's really important to them um, as young men in Korea, um, that they aren't considered fully grown until they do this service. And in the past, they have talked about wanting to do this service. So if that is the case, um, which it looks like it is, I'm really happy for them. And I'm proud of them for like pulling that trigger and making that decision for themselves. Um, the silver lining for me is that, um, I feel like it gives me a lot of time to save money because let me tell you, I, my dream, I'm going to manifest right now is to go see the shows with you guys in your hometowns. If they're there, like as close as we can get. So, and Vegas too, because if they're going to do Vegas again, like we got to do that all over again. But I'm just saying like, there's a lot of time. It's not a lot of time to be honest. It's 2025, which if you're like me, you think 2023 is a long time away and it's literally like six weeks or something crazy like that. Um, also my daughter graduates in 2025. My oldest daughter graduates from high school. And so I was like, Oh, dude, that's going to be an emotional year for me guys. <laughs> so I'm going to need your help a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, my initial reaction was I was sad and I processed a little bit, but then I went, you know what? everything any like since i've been in this fandom anything that they have done has been very well planned and has always happened for a reason and like they said in busan we just have to trust them and i do i do uh i'm gonna push it over to tanya my, i think my reaction was very similar to all of yours you know waking up being a little bit thrown back by the news but also having been waiting for it to come for so long. And I guess the hard part is just that I think uh, with, I think all of us being pandemic army, uh, BTS has been such a big part of our lives getting through the pandemic, which is still of course going on in, in its own way. And uh, it's just become such a big part of our lives that it's hard to have that change so much. But like Megan just said, I think, you know, I. I'm more than half a century old. And so a few years really doesn't seem like all that long to me anymore. And time goes so fast, especially when life is kind of same, samey every day, you know, going to work, coming home. And so I do think it'll go fast. And as you, some of you have already pointed out, and one of our listeners pointed out on Instagram today, um, you know, a lot of us came to BTS from being K-drama fans and we've been seeing our act actors, uh, 
go and come back quickly. You know, sometimes you're just like, oh, oh, they're back already. You know, it's the, the, even though it's already been a, a year and a half, Park Bogum being a recent example. So we'll get through it, but it's hard and we don't mean to, or I don't mean to uh, discount anyone's experience because it's hard to lose a major support system like this. And I think it hasn't quite hit me yet and it probably will hit me harder later on. All right, so I think that maybe to begin this conversation, thank you first for all kind of like sharing your quick kind of initial hot takes, but just to have a second to unpack like what enlistment is, what it looks like, kind of what are some of the possible avenues. And so I wanna hand it over to Lexi who did uh, a little bit of quick time research to kind of contextualize because right now we don't really know like where are they gonna enlist, what's the path? So um, there's a couple of potential options. Yeah, um, without going into a ton of detail, just give you a sense of what the different possibilities are. So essentially, they're just like any military, there's different branches, and they do to a certain extent get to choose their branch. There most likely will be special arrangements for them in some ways, not preferential treatment, but arrangements. Um, so you choose your branch and even possibly your unit. Um, and that will determine the length of your service. So all of this has been cut short recently by COVID. People were getting out like months ahead of time. Bogum, Park Bogum being one of the, the examples, he got out quite early. Um, that probably won't be happening as much anymore. But um, in the army, and we're using army very differently as usual today, but in the army, so basically the infantry and the Marines, because they also have Marines, um, it's a year and six months. So that's the shortest stint you can do. Um, part of the reason is because it's also considered the least pleasant or the infantry is anyways. Um, the Navy is a year and eight months, which is what Bogum just did. And the Air Force, which is the most coveted one, is a year and nine months. Um, at that point, once you're done your service, you're in the reserves and you can get called up, obviously, if the North invades or whatever else happens, Japan seeds, seizes Dodco or something like that. Um, and then you have to go to annual training for a certain number of years. Um, so that's how it, it plays out for the most part. Like I said, the Air Force and the Navy are really preferred over the infantry because the conditions are considered a lot better. Like people get more vacation days and they get better food and stuff. But the, the one assignment that everybody wants the most is the um, Katusa, which is uh, Korean augmentation to the US Army. So it's the unit of the South Korean soldiers that are actually serving on US uh, bases in South Korea. Um, and they're the best conditions that you can get basically in the army. And you can actually like just leave the base and go do things out in the world. Um, there's also this non-active duty personnel or supplementary service. So that can take all kinds of different forms. Like you can be working at clinics or cleaning subway stations. There's all kinds of stuff being a social worker. That's not likely the route that they'll take. Those are for people who usually um, don't pass the health requirements, um, be it mental or physical health, which are apparently not stringent. Um, so that's the basic path since, and Leah really <laughs> was really working on the math today, um, which I totally understand. Um, but basically we're looking at most likely a little bit more than a year and a half, but over probably a two, two and a half year period for everybody. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. 
I think we might not even know what units they're in um, for security reasons, maybe initially. I don't know how that'll play out. Usually it's announced, but it might not be in this case. I have no idea what's going to happen. That's just speculation on my part. But I certainly think that the Korean military is going to want to get this right. Um, I don't know if you've seen DP, but we don't want situations like that. Um, but it also part of the reason that it's always argued that they should serve normally as if they were regular citizens, which they are, is because they will make the military or enlistment a more attractive option to ordinary everyday citizens. Um, and that will only work if they get treated fairly. So, um, you know, we'll see and we'll hope. But that's basically the paths that they have before them. I don't think anyone's going to end up being a social worker or a biological researcher. Um, some of what determines what branch you go into is you have to apply and then pass maybe tests or evaluations. And that's based on skill profiles and education. Jin went to university in Seoul, which is a big plus for education, but he went in acting, which is kind of a minus for the army. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, so that's basically the military spiel. And then there's a lot of like borderline angry <laughs> ranting in the rest of my notes, so I'll leave that. But um, that's the um, objective information. And Megan, do you have a question or something to add? I just, I'm sorry. That was great. Thank you, Lexi. But when you said the Air Force, all I could think of was BTS Top Gun. And now I just, I can't unthink it. I'm sorry, but like JK in a flight suit? Nah, I'm out. I'll be sorry. <laughs> One of the memes today was uh, an airplane, a military plane flying with JK swinging under it, like in, on the flying yoga hammock. <laughs> Yeah, the memes, memes have been really good. Yeah, the memes have been very good today. I'm, I'm, you know, maybe Jen will be in the Navy because of fish. That's all I can think about. I don't know if that's a good reason, but it's a reason. Yeah, I mean, I'll take, I'll take it. And then Tanya, do you have something else to add? I was thinking, you know, again, a lot of us are K-drama fans in hometown cha-cha-cha. Uh, Kim Sun Ho's character said that he worked at the army nursery. So I'm, I'm envisioning Nam June, Nam Juning in the army nursery, <laughs> like in hometown Cha Cha Cha, growing orchids, which I have a feeling only happens in K drama land, but a girl can dream. <laughs> so I think that kind of like leads them pretty well into, you know, okay, clearly they're going to be assigned roles and, uh, you know, they're going to have a part to play kind of in this greater military complex machine. So the question that I guess has been on my mind since the festive dinner, where I really felt like that was where it was like, okay, like, you know, shit's real. Like this fantasy land of like a world tour coming and da da da. You know, we get like this retrospective anthology with like the best is yet to come. Like, you know, I mean, they were saying it without saying it. So what do you think is our part to play in this as a fandom? And how could folks listening or us ourselves contribute to supporting members and ourselves and each other in a healthy way while acknowledging that, you know, this shit's hard? Megan? I saw your question and I thought about it 
for a minute, <clears throat> excuse me, because I was like, oh, I don't know how to answer this. But then I did. My, my part in the fandom doesn't have to change at all. It, I feel like I'm going to keep clicking links. I'm going to keep watching run episodes. I'm going to stream music. I'm going to keep buying music and merch if that feels right. Um, I, I feel like as a fan, I'm not going to change at all because I am going to be highly anticipating their comeback. Um, I also, I have an RJ on order for a Christmas gift and I legitimately went to Build-A-Bear today to see if I could find it fatigues. That's the true story. Um, and so, you know, I thought, you know, I really did think there was going to be limited content after Festa. I mean, it was like, we we're all like, oh my gosh, Festa. And it's so sad. And they're going to do solo projects. And the next day we were just inundated with content and it has not stopped. So I feel like my role as a fan, my role as an army really isn't going to change. Um, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I feel like I'm the busiest fan in the world. I don't know if you guys feel like that sometimes. It's just like, there's so much. Um, but that, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm happy, sad, but I'm can't wait to see what's next. I know they're just going to keep sending it. There was a meme today or someone commented on some thread about what if they send us like, messages like captain re from <laughs> crash landing on you and i just thought oh my god that's exactly what they're gonna do <laughs> so i don't know tanya how about you i i i think is it right that they're not allowed to use social media because i think that's true because if they could wouldn't that be amazing if we could have little timed messages oh god i would die but uh, yeah i have a feeling we're not going to get that sadly but uh i think yeah i agree with everything megan said and i personally am just whenever there's a solo release i am going to stream for billboard like my life depends on it because i think especially since they can't communicate with us on social media and they won't be able to go on i think to look at anything that fans are writing to them I think one way that we can really show them that that they asked us to trust them and to to be there for them. And I think one of the ways that we can do that is to help their music get noticed and played and be successful. And that that would be like our little love letter to them. So I'm going to stream like crazy. <laughs> going to burn it up. Lexi, how about you? Um couple things that I thought about. First of all, I, you know, I haven't even seen the Poussin concert yet. I don't even, um, I haven't even experienced that. And now to experience it <laughs> with this baggage is going to be, oof, I'm going to need a box of Kleenex, but that's okay. Um, once I've worked through that, one of the things that I've always wanted to do is sort of look into their influences a bit more, like maybe research, you know, where the rap line came from. And I mean, obviously I know some of the artists, but not all of them that sort of informed their trajectory in the musical world and um, just the realities that they come from. And I guess this will be an opportunity to do that. So I'm gonna do some research because, uh, you know, it's a good way to bury um, uh, emotions and buy new notebooks. So I'm gonna do that. I'm also gonna support solo work as much as possible. Um, and um, I'm gonna try to keep in mind, one of my reactions to this, and it's always been, I've always been a little bit resentful of this reality that they were going to have to do this. And um, I think it's important 
and I'm not speaking to anybody else, but for myself to remember that this is, like I said before, something that they always knew they would do. And it might be hard for us to understand, but it's a fulfillment of a very normal obligation for them. And um, to just sort of, without getting, you know, jingoistic or anything like that, to just remember that they always knew they were going to do this. And so getting upset about it isn't going to do too much. Um, and yeah, they can uh, use phones, uh, smartphones, um, between 6 and 10 p.m. apparently. So um, they might be able to see what we have to, to say. But that's how I will be coping, I think. Allison, how about you? Um, I, just echoing what you have all said is listening to their singles that they're putting out, supporting their creative endeavors. One of the things that struck me when I was watching Permission to Dance on Disney Plus is just how creative they are on so many levels. And I think that we will get to see that through their photo books and supporting them in that way. And that will be one way to show up for them. And in terms of like showing up for the fandom, like joining local army groups, and trying to connect with people is how I'm taking care of myself. One of my friends in the Nebraska Army group that I'm a part of um, is pregnant. She's like 12 or 13 weeks along. And so she's planning a BT21 baby shower and we're all invited. And I just like, she's like, I can't wait to like introduce my baby to fellow Army and to BTS. And that's giving me a lot of hope and bringing me a lot of joy and I think like then they'll have all these like new army in 2025 when they come out of all these people who've been listening to what they've been doing their solo projects and it will be exciting for them to come back and I think for me um you know something is some is podcasting and things like this like I think that taking a breath and being able to unpack content for myself, but also, you know, pandemic army or folks who kind of like to nerd out into various rabbit holes. Um, you know, whoever my people are that want to geek out on Nam June's art or, you know, some of their stated influences like Lexi alluded to, um, fashion, just, you know, kind of like a lot of their world. I don't feel like I've, because it, it often is coming at such quick pace trying to be like, okay, well, this is a time in this pause to really be able to kind of unpack the fandom a little bit and be able to hopefully have maybe a more rich understanding of the group and a better, maybe even like a better and more poignant uh, relationship with them once they get out and begin to like release new content. And also like keeping friendships like this that I've developed with all of you and hopefully building new friendships with other army. Um, in my real life, I did have folks today, like text me and be like, are you doing okay? I'm so sorry. And it was really sweet, but I was also like, look, I can't like go my full crazy at you. I have to be like, yeah, it's <laughs> like, I couldn't really like unpack. So the only other people who are going to understand what this is like is other army. 
And that is, you know, that's the God's truth. So I'm very, very grateful to have all of you and be looking to build more community as well. And Lexi, is there anything else? I just wanted to say in the context of, of just like, we're afraid that they're not going to be there anymore afterwards. They're afraid that we're not going to be there either at the end of this. That's what I think now I realize Nam June has been so <laughs> upset about and sort of, um, asking us to stick around um and not just trust but genuinely to like will we still be there I mean obviously resounding <laughs> yes for me but people are fickle and they know that so I think um it's a really weirdly shared fear that we have with them um so if we want to get really parasocial um it, it's it's a little bit of a two-way street and so you know whatever we can do to make them feel like we're waiting, which sounds crazy, but whatever. I don't care anymore. Um, uh, it works for me. Sorry, Leah, go ahead. No, I was going to say like, yeah, I will speak directly to Namjoon at this moment and say, what else do I have going on? That is like better than this. Like truly like, you know, I mean, I'm a busy person, but like I can make the time. And beyond that, I feel as if like today when I was trying to have a sense of humor about it, I was like, look, it is time for me to bust out my Chanel red lipstick, learn how to do some finger waves and get like World War II war bride, victory garden aesthetic on like this whole situation. So yes, I can do this in a classy way. (laughs) Megan, how about you? I was just going to say that, like, is there a dock I can go wait at with like my arms open? Like I need a scarf I can wave. Like what? Just tell me it's fine. Like I'll figure it out. I just, I mean, I agree with you, Lexi. I think that they're, they all have that fear. Um, and I don't know K-pop very well because I'm, I'm a BTS OT7. I hardly have the time to go and follow any other group um but you know I know from watching TikTok that the Rose um who is uh going on or is on tour right now they've worked so hard to recultivate their fans um they've really just put it all out there they did like an like weeks of content where they were taking like um popular TikToks and remaking them and because they felt like they lost some of that momentum. They felt like they lost some of those fans. And so the fear, you're right. The fear is real. Like what we feel is also mirrored in what they're feeling. And there's probably a lot of um, worry on their part by promise. Like if they could hear me, if they could hear all of us, we promise, we promise you. Um, So yeah, like I, like Leah said, get the red lipstick, get the stockings with the like line up the back. used to wear you know what I mean a little hat we're ready we're ready to do it Tanya I just wanted to mention that we've heard from a few listeners today on Instagram to some of the things that they're planning to do which is uh, to finally learn more Korean or some Korean so that we can engage with BTS content more meaningfully in the future people also mentioned um, getting into shape to be ready to go to concerts and travel and they mentioned saving money and all those things too and then so I just wanted to share that and then one other thing which is I saw something that absolutely broke my heart today in a good way, which was, you know, Lexi mentioned how worried 
Nam June has been and how he has voiced his concern about Army staying with with BTS. And he, Bangtan Nuna line, one of those uh, accounts that we repost a lot on Instagram because they're so great. They posted um, uh, something, and I don't have all the information in front of me. One of the artworks that he posted in the last 24 hours has a description on it that is about meeting again you know, uh, coming back together and meeting again. And so he's basically sending us messages about how he looks forward to being together with ARMY again through the artworks that he's posting. And I just about died. I mean, that he is, he breaks my heart all the time anyway, but that just really got me really bad. Lexi? I'll just say quickly that in any other fandom, if I heard somebody say that people were sending messages through art, I would be like, "Uh oh, that's not happening. But it is (laughs) nothing. There's so much depth. And I know know that this is a self-serving justification, but there is no way that 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 was an accident, especially not with Namjoon. And I think he's really been like, if I talk about it too much, I'm going to start crying. But he's had the most trouble this whole time. So I'm glad it's out there and we can move past it or through it together. Yeah, I I feel like, uh, I think a lot of his identity has always been being a leader and being a leader of BTS. And I cannot imagine doing something like that for nine years and then not being a leader anymore. Um, And I think that's, you know, it's they're so dismissed in Western media so so much, um, and you know I've only been here well, a little over a year, um, so I'm not an expert. But what I can tell you is the man is genuine. Anytime he opens his mouth, he's very genuine and sincere. Number one and number two, sometimes he's just way smarter than me, which is hot. But I, you know, he just I can understand why he's had such a hard time because when you are in charge, when you're like the quote unquote, the boss, he was the leader, um, that really strips part of your identity and to have to go back and find that and maybe redefine yourself in a way, um, and find that other part of you that maybe you forgot was there, you know, we're older, we've done that. You know, I've changed so many times in my life that, you know, every rebirth, every, you know, new chapter, um, and it's been hard for me and it's still hard. And, but I'm an adult woman. I'm way older than him, by the way. I don't like to mention that, but I am, but, um, I can't imagine what he's going through. And that's why a lot of times when he does speak or write or share or whatever, it's so heartbreaking. Cause I just want to hug him and be like, we love you. It's fine. You're great. Like, it's going to be fine because sometimes I feel like who's hugging Namjoon who's hugging him guys Tanya are you hugging Namjoon <laughs> I would really like to <laughs> I am offering him a virtual hug <laughs> for sure he's so lovely oh my god but I just wanted to very quickly say I just want to point out you know you all know that I'm J-Hope crazy bias that who was the first member knowing that this information was about to drop to post a consolation thirst trap photo it was J-Hope he knows us he knows us so well. <laughs> I just love that he just, he was like, I know this news is going to drop in a couple hours. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> Bless him. That's my man right there. I'm going to stand by him forever. 
All right. So switching gears a little bit, but I think that like, okay, we know, we don't know a lot, but we know a little. So we know that enlistment's happening, but we also know that there's solo things on the horizon. So I'm going to put this question back to all of you too, because this is a time now for, you know, we're going to be there for them, but this is also time for us to have some time back for ourselves. And so I kind of really do feel as if like, where this is a chance and I look, I am reaching, but you know what times are, these are times to reach is wh- what is something that you can be doing for yourself during this time? Is there something that um, you could recommit to or something you've wanted to try? Like what is a solo act you can do for yourself right now? Does anyone have anything that they want to like throw out? Allison? Yeah. So this and a couple other things were the catalyst I needed to get back into learning Korean. So I started that um, when I was in LA, I got like primer books for um, writing Hangul and I pulled those out and have been just recommitted to that because in 2025, when I go to South Korea, like I want to be able to speak a little bit of it and should I run into Suga, I want to be able to say hello and, you know, ask him how he's doing. So that's, that's what I'm recommitting to. And I've been, so I turned 43 in July and I came up with eight 43 day challenges for myself for the next year. And so I'm committing to myself in that way, taking time to read which has fallen off um, my radar since K-drama and BTS. So I'm reading, I'm going to write and just take care of myself. And I laid out those eight challenges to keep me on track. So that's what I'm committing to over the next couple of next year for the 43 day challenges, but next couple of years in learning a new language. Fantastic. I mean, look, I just want to learn how to say make some noise in Korean. <laughs> um, who else has uh, something that they would like to share, Megan? Well, I had already said that my goal is to start saving money because I not only want to go to a show again with you guys, um, but I do have a daughter now that's army. So I will have to make space to take her. Um, but I want to go to multiple shows um, when they come back because. I just, the magic that's there and happens, it's, you just can't replicate that anywhere else. Um, But personally, I want to recommit to my writing um, because I always have like really good ideas and I always get them halfway on paper. And then I just have like this personal block that I just don't ever finish because I feel like it's not good enough. And so it's just going to die. And so I'm trying really hard to overcome that um, personally so that I can get some of those ideas out on paper. You guys entertain my ideas all the time. And thank you for that. I love you all for that (laughs) because I have so much fun doing it. But I mean, that is really a personal goal of mine. Um, And yeah, maybe I'll try to learn how to say some things in Korean too. That will be fun because I haven't tried that yet. I know it's really hard, so. All right, Tanya or Lexi. 
Uh, I think my goals are very similar. I, just like you have mentioned and our listeners too, I, I do need to get back into the Korean. I, that was a big goal before I got so crazy into BTS. I was already trying to learn it for K-dramas. And uh, as our listeners have said, you know, getting into shape, getting ready to go to concerts again, getting prepped financially and everything. And also uh, meditation. Medita- my meditation practice has fallen off a little bit. So I'm going to use this as a, I'm gonna, I need to do an Allison 43 day challenge. So I will, I will do that. <laughs> In my case, it'll have to be 53. <laughs> Lexi, how about you? I don't even know. Um, I don't know if I'm there yet. I'm still sort of dealing with the emotional fallout of today. Um, partly my uh, life has sort of been in stasis for several months because I have a back injury, which I'm um, going to hopefully have surgery on on Thursday. I don't know. I wasn't going to share this, but just to explain sort of why (laughs) I have done nothing for months and months and months and months. So once that um, happens, I sort of feel like I can start planning and living again and traveling, which I haven't done at all during the pandemic because of the pandemic. Um, And now this, and um, so much of what I had planned over the past two years got canceled or postponed or delayed and sort of just also letting go of the idea that um, it's bad if plans change, I think is something that I have to sort of um, really internalize at this point in order to stay sane. Um, and then more practically, definitely reading. I haven't been reading books and I'm a book person, but I just, it stopped over the past couple of years. Um, And so I am going to um, hopefully be doing quite a bit of that. Um, And yeah, it would be a good idea, um, as Megan is mentioning in the chat, to um, do some BTS reading um, because they have read a lot of um, books that have been really pivotal for the group and that have informed a lot of the direction that they've taken creatively. So that's something we could definitely do too. Um, Yeah. What about you, Leah? So let's see. I think one thing for sure is uh, I am a writer and I've kind of been still working creatively. I have like a business, but I haven't really written anything for myself in a long time. And part of like the reason that that fell off, I have like written books under ghost names, but um, I think I kind of just like got to and this sounds very busy because I was never like famous, but I got too busy with like the expectations of writing. And I kind of got like too many like small contracts. It's not like I was ever like killing it, but like I kind of lost my way creatively. And so I did stop um, for like a number of reasons, but that was one. And so I think that this has been like a good, it's not that BTS are like muses, but like, I think that when you're around creative energy, it just begets energy. And so it's given me kind of like a new lease. on just being like excited about creativity and something else I really credit BTS with is it got me back into music again and just listening to live music. I go to a lot of live music now. And so, um, I think that, yeah, for me, I really want to commit to writing a book that I'm personally excited about without like commercial expectations, Um, I want to keep seeing live music. And I also started playing the piano again after a very long stasis of not playing the piano. And so um, 
yeah, I bought myself an 88 key keyboard and I just like badly hack out Moon River and old Beatles songs and whatever, whatever. But like, yeah, I want to get to where I can like, you know, I'm not looking to go to a concert hall, but I do have a book of BTS sheet music that's very beyond me. And I would like to get to where I could, you know, break it down like Yungi on the keys. So <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. Megan? We could have a tiny desk for you, Leah. <laughs> yeah. BTS songs. Please. Well, it did actually blow. Something I didn't realize is that nobody in my family knew I could play piano, not even my husband. And it's nice to surprise people sometimes. So the other night I like busted out playing on like the keyboard and they were all like, what the hell? And it was a nice feeling to like surprise people who've known me for a very long time and realize that I think I definitely compartmentalize my life a lot. And so just like, again, just valuing like creative time and creative pursuits. Um, but something I just touched on with that sense of like BTS is like this idea of magic. And I, does anyone want to talk about the fact that I think sometimes people are like, what is it? Or like, why? Or what is the deal? <laughs> and so there is this like intangible magic about the group that's nothing like I've experienced before. And so I don't know if anyone does have any like way to frame it that helps make sense to my brain. I just know what I feel. So Megan. I had said in the podcast that we did um, under Afternoon of Delight when we went to Las Vegas that and all the years of listening to music and all the years of going to concerts, <clears throat> this was a fan experience to end all fan experiences. I have never seen, heard, or done anything like this before. And I have followed lots of bands. I have followed, you know, we taught, we laughed about going to warp tours and Lollapaloozas and all of these different kinds of concerts as young people um, and even as adults. And BTS is just on another level altogether. And you could see that even though, you know, the Busan concert cut out after two songs. If you're looking at the media, that was another fan experience for them. I mean, that just being there, um, I follow someone that was at the live play, which was like to the, like, uh, I guess adjacent to the concert. And that was an experience when I mean, they had fireworks at the live play, that smoke machines at the live play, that a drone at the live play, you know, all of that. Um, and I think, you know, Leah, the question that you put out was, you know, what's the intangible magic of BTS? Um, and, you know, I feel like the phenomenon of you don't find BTS until you're ready is a very, very real thing. Anyone that you talk to that is a fan of BTS or considers themselves ARMY will tell you their personal story about how they found BTS, what they were doing, what was going on in their life. And to me, that's the magic. Um, you know, they make me feel better. They make me laugh. They lighten the mood. But the community and the fandom has afforded me so many gifts. Like you guys, I have a new friend, Lexi's here. Hey, Lexi, <laughs> you know? Um, and even like on Instagram, you just meet people. I'm meeting creators. I'm meeting people that have shops, people that run um, accounts, you know, fan accounts and things like that. I mean, it's just such a, it's just such a group of people. It just, that's the magic. And yes, they're beautiful. They're lovely. They make great music. But to me, what sets them apart from every other musical group is what they do for the individual fan. And every individual fan experience is different. My experience is different from yours, is different from, 
you know, people that follow us on Instagram, people in my neighborhood. And so to me, that's what, that's what makes it special. And that's what makes it something that I have never experienced in my life. And I love it. I love it. It feels life-changing. It feels important. Um, and that's why when you have a day like today, you're happy, sad, and you need to talk about it. And you need to reach out to those friends because no one else knows how it feels unless you're army. Um, I'll jump in and answer really quickly for me. What it is, is um, this is going to sound really hokey, but look, hokiness is fine. Um, so what is the movie uh, As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson, where, you know, he's sitting there and he's like, you make me want to be a better man. And it's like the big quote. I swear hand to chest that like BTS has made me want to be a better human being. <laughs> and this is where I feel like I don't want to get emotional on the podcast, but like, it's been a long time of like, not a lot of good out in the world and like living in the U S where four of us live, it has not been like a happy period. And so like discovering, sorry, I will cry. Discovering BTS was like, just having like a recommitment to like affirm like goodness and humanity. And so I'm so grateful for that. And I will always be grateful for that. And I'm going to mute myself. So I'm not uh, crying on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, Leah is so right in that sense, because, and I've said this before, you know, I, I have a video saved of butter from like April or May of 21, but it wasn't until I watched the permission to dance music video that I, it changed. Like there was a shift for me and I was like, okay. I seriously like these guys. I love this band. This song is so hopeful. And at that point in my life, like I was not hopeful. Um, and like, not to get like super personal, but I'm married to a Republican. Um, and that's not always the easiest thing to do, uh, especially during these times. Um, and, you know, following a band, following a group like BTS and the content that they put out, it can really change you and it could really help you in dark, in dark spaces. And so, you know, K-drama was there for me when I needed it. And BTS was there for me when I needed it. And I will tell you, I probably get emotional talking about this, but going to Las Vegas with you guys was one of the best things I ever did for myself. And it had been years since I had taken the time for me to do something for me. I'm a mom and I'm a wife. And sometimes we're on a limited income. And at that point in time, I had some income and I said, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing this. I'm going there. And oh my gosh, it was so fulfilling for me, you guys. And I miss Julia and we still need to get together. But, you know, I agree with you, Leah, there, it, there's something about it. It's hard to explain, but I think most people that found BTS in the pandemic would agree. They were the light at the end of that long tunnel and they're still the light. And let's hope that by 2025, we're not talking about COVID anymore. <laughs> Let them bring that to us after enlistment, please. Um, but yeah, I agree. And I think that it's the perfect space to get emotional. It's been an emotional day. Um, and I think that it's warranted because they do parasocial relationships aside. They do influence a lot of people in the best way and in really significant ways. So...
I, I would take over. I'm going to cry too, probably. So I'm going to just keep it very, very brief. Um, they make they have made me try to be more tolerant towards other people's joy wherever it comes from and that's always been difficult for me um but now i i try that's it <laughs> we've talked about this before that maybe lexi and i can be judgy sometimes but like you know, having people judge the BTS fandom and being like, you don't even know. I start to just like, and this is, I think, part of the wisdom of getting older too, is just like being like, look, like there's a lot of good in the world, but there's a lot of hard in the world. And so if something's going to bring joy, like it really has become this thing of like, fuck, I don't care what it is. Like if, like if it's not hurting someone, like celebrate it. And you know what? I'm going to do my best to be like, good for you, whatever that journey is for you. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Lexi. Allison or Tanya, do you want to talk before I start? Uh... Do you want to cry also? <laughs> yeah, anyone else want to cry? I mean, always. This has been just, there was something that I think it was you, Leah, that put in the the chat thread today that said July enlistment possibly for second wave we're just kind of like throwing out dates trying to figure out when people and that hit home for me and like that was the moment that I was like okay now I'm crying um but about BTS and like what it is that sort of draws us to them I I don't know a lot of other K-pop bands I know some the big ones and I just remember you know listening to soundtracks through k-drama and none of the other k-pop groups while there were like great songs and great artists none of them seemed to bring as much joy to the art as they do and that i think is why i love bts as much as i do because they have so much fun together and i could watch clips of them being goofballs all day long and on stage they are just little rays of sunshine, all of them. And that is, to me, that's the mystique and the the draw of BTS. And because I I used to work at a job where we talked about Clifton Strength Finders all the time. Um, And so I talk in Strength Finder a lot. Um, My top 10, I think 90% of them are relationship strengths. And the relationships are always what is army in BTS to me. Um, meeting you guys, meeting the Nebraska army, just seeing how supportive everybody is. Before I went to go to the LA show, there was a reel that popped up on my Instagram and it was like, you know, BTS fans aren't just like girls in their twenties. And it was showing just like the huge diversity within army and that like had me bawling so I think that is to me why BTS is the power that they are in this sphere I I can't improve upon the things that you all have said because they're so powerful and they resonate so strongly 
they have brought, this is Tanya, they have brought so much joy back into my life, as you all have said, during a very dark time. They are just like joy personified to me, even when they're singing about hardships, even when they're sad and conveying all of that to us in, in their deep way that they do. Um, I think uh, it's also healing. There's a lot of healing that comes from um, their content, their communication, the way that they hold themselves out in the world as men. There's this rep, you know, representation of non-toxic masculinity um, that has been more, I, I really loved that about K-dramas, but this has been so much more meaningful to me because it's real. You know, it's it's these seven real men that are sincere and earnest. And I really don't think that it's a bunch of fan service or anything like that. They're, they're, they are a representation of all that can be uh, if men were allowed to be the way that they want, that they're allowed to be, have a sp full spectrum of, of emotions and, and so on. And uh, that has been very healing to me as Allison has mentioned in past episodes, you know, with, with so many women, especially having experienced um, trauma, sexual trauma and other kinds of trauma um, involving men. Um, and that's been the case for, you know, quote me too. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, that has been an, an incredible healing force. And then um, I just wanted to point out too, you all had mentioned how we found them during the pandemic when we needed them and how they brought that joy back to us. And I just wanted to kind of pause for just a second to acknowledge the sacrifice that they made to do that. When so many groups just, you know, not to blame them because it was natural to want to take a break at that time. Uh, and people, everybody had to deal with it in their own way, but they could have just taken a break. They could have done their military service when things were quiet, um, but instead they put themselves out there um, as a force for healing and joy when everybody needed it. And uh, I think did so to their detriment is probably in some ways, I mean, because they seemed exhausted and, and so on, but I know they really wanted to do it. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to acknowledge that they did that for us and they didn't have to. So just to save me from sobbing some more, because I have like one other question to kind of close with, but before we get to that, um, Tanya, you had mentioned because today, uh, you know, we are a new podcast, we've launched this new Instagram account and something that like really hit me today. And first great gratitude to Tanya and Megan for really like fielding, like all the direct messages that were coming in. But this is a thing where like, people have these very personal relationships that are very intentional with BTS. And so it's really normal to like go somewhere to kind of like unpack your feelings. So the DMs were going off today. And, uh, and so something, uh, Tanya, that you had mentioned, you had mentioned a couple of like takes from listeners that had kind of been impactful for you. And so I wondered if you wanted to have a quick chance to kind of talk about that before we start to move to close it out. Absolutely. Yes. And, and, uh, Thank you all, by the way, all to all of you listeners who engaged with us today. It helped us too. We were all processing together and that's exactly why ARMY is so special. So we're glad that you trusted us with that and, and thank you for reaching out and connecting with us. Um, one, several users' messages really struck me, but there was one that I thought I would talk about just because I thought you all would be so interested in it. And, you know, it kind of builds on that idea of BTS's sacrifice and all the things that they've had to give up in their lives. Um, and there's been so much uh, build up and, and angst about this impending military service and all the uncertainty. And uh, as outsiders to Korean society, it's not our place to judge 
as we've mentioned, their decision to do military service or the fact that they have to do military service for all the reasons that we've mentioned. So this is not a criticism at all. But uh, some um, observers are noticing, including one of our readers today, uh, how important and, and meaningful it is that in this decision to, as the official announcement said, apply to cancel their deferments, they have retaken agency over their own futures. Um, and one user in particular, Fatma, uh, wrote some very, um, shared with me some very, very um, thoughtful re reflections on that. Uh, and she is a mental health professional and noticed that, uh, and let me make sure I don't get this wrong because I'm representing someone else's thoughts here and I wanna be careful. And so she says, um, you know, I'm a psychologist. So in trying to find meaning, I was thinking about their emotions and well-being. And I realized what it might mean for them to regain their own control over their own narrative. And uh, I think that that's uh, very helpful. And I'm really happy for the members having made that decision to do that um, because they've been kind of thrown about, <laughs> you know, in the, in the winds by all these different forces. I mean, they represent so much, this is not coming. I, I want to make sure I don't misrepresent Fatima. So this is coming from me. The, uh, they represent so much money and power that I can only imagine all the different forces that are probably wanting a piece of that. And so for them to take charge and say, we're going to do our best to go on our own terms and control this. And also, as Yungi, you know, wrapped in his verse during Cypher Part 3 at the Busan concert um, to make sure that they're not misrepresented by others in the media and that their message isn't distorted and that their future is not, uh, their intentions for the future are not distorted, uh, I think is a really important part of this too. And I'll just close there. All right. So thank you for that. And thank you for, yeah, all the listeners who wrote in and, you know, shared their thoughts and feelings. And, um, you know, I think that that is something that we don't take lightly being part of this fandom and feeling like a real charge to, um, to kind of help carry in whatever platforms we have um, and whatever small ways we have to kind of help carry each other during this period. So I think also we will be, you know, sharing other things that we'll be doing kind of as a podcast and as the space to try to kind of keep building this community so that during this time, you know, we can stick together. And one of the, you know, the logo that we do have for the Afternoon Army podcast is the whale, the whalian. Um, and that idea that, you know, we've touched on before of how it really struck us, um, how they, they found that metaphor to be uh, so impactful and we connected to it of the idea of the whale who was singing at like the pitch nothing else in the ocean could hear. And so, you know, finding your pod and finding your group really resonated for us. So we wanna keep doing that for you and hopefully hold space. So look for more that we're gonna be kind of sharing as you know, the days kind of roll out um, here soon. Um, yeah, go ahead, Tanya. I just wanted to point out, since you mentioned the whaling and the loneliness and finding your pod, some of you may have seen on, it's circulating in army social media that there was a report from scientists that that whale has now found another whale that it can talk to, which made me cry. And so we're finding each other. The whale found somebody. I, I just, I can't. Okay. I didn't know that, but the expert, <laughs> I am really yeah. happy for that whale. It found its friends so that it can get through the till 2025. 
Yeah, it did. Um, okay, so to close it out, I don't want this to end, uh, you know, how whatever this is going to feel right to you, but I just thought, you know, we... <laughs> it's all about like the energy you put out or whatever. And so, um, is there a message that you have for any of the members or all of the members that you would like to just kind of put out into the ether for them? And Megan, let's start with you. BTS fighting. (laughs) And I would just say, we're going to wait. I said after Busan, when we did that quick, podcast I'm always going to show up I'm going to show up if it's little snippets here snippets there solo projects whatever it is um I love this space I'm glad that we created this space um and that you know we'll be here waiting to see what happens next Tanya I'll be here even if it's 10 20 years from now because BTS, you have earned my trust and my loyalty, and I will be here no matter what happens. Lexi? I realized that it's dangerous for me to talk about Namjoon, but I'll just say that. I watched um, Vegas live. Um, you know, I, I paid for the concert and watched it live. And at the end, you know, he made us pinky swear that we were going to stay until the very end. And I, a grown woman, did touch the, the computer screen with my finger. Um, but I meant it and I still do. And that's all. Allison. Yeah, we're here for, we're, for, for as long as it takes. We're army. So. Megan. I was just going to say, like Allison said, you know, oh, I want to, I want to learn some Korean in case I ever run into sugar. But like, I don't know. I know that we talked about this before. Like, what would you say if you ever have, I think I would bow. I think I would deep bow. And that's like, I'm not saying that in like a bad way, like the appreciation I have. And I know that that's how you show appreciation. I mean, if I could tell them anything, it would be a deep bow at this point. Um, and like super risk, like all the respect. I know that in the, um, from PTD Las Vegas, when they showed the end of the concert, I I don't remember who bowed at our concert, but there were bows at the end of that concert. And seeing that um, really got to me because it's just such a sign of thank, like thanks and respect that they have for us. But then on the, on the other spectrum that we have for them. So, I mean, I think that that would be, uh, I think that that would be something that I probably would do. I know that there's um, Jen's dropping that episode. I can't remember the comedian's name. She's so cute. It's going to be so funny, that episode that's coming out where he's drinking with her, but she opens the door and she goes and just like, she just hits the floor in a deep bow. And it's meant to be funny, but like, I mean, I think she really meant it. So that comes out on Thursday, actually. So that is something to look forward to. Um, I think that the thing I have been wanting to say since June and maybe even before June, but really in June is telling on June, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Like 
I think everyone has that impulse. Like it's going to be okay. Um, I would like to tell JK to eat food and, you know, get out of the army, like the monster X self that I knew lives inside of you. <laughs> and I celebrate that for you. And I did something I did not know because, you know, we're still learning things, you know, being newer army was watching Busan and what we could of Busan <laughs> and seeing on Twitter, folks just started to be like, Yungi didn't look, Yungi didn't look. And I didn't realize that there was this whole like Groundhog's Day situation where Yungi doesn't look at the other members at the end when they like all put their hands in and has said he would not look until their final concert when he will finally look them all in the eyes, which kind of emotionally devastated me. <laughs> um, but I feel like, you know, I guess that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm not going to look either. And Lexi? I have a late breaking correction. Um, I was just uh, looking and um, this is about like what branch they can serve in. So I'm just bringing it back to like a really beige reality of the situation. Apologies, but I just want to be clear before we go. Um, because Jin is over the age of 28, he can only enlist in the army. He can't enlist in any of the other branches, but that also is the shortest time for service. So I think we're ending on a positive with that. So that's 16 months. That's one year and six months. Oh yeah. 18 months. months. Okay. Okay. Wait, six months. Oh yeah. Okay. I can't math. It's okay. Um, <laughs> and Megan, do you have something you want to close us out with? I just want to say that it's so Allison does too, but I just want to say really quick, I'm so disappointed. We're not getting RJ Kate. Anyone else? Like Jen serving his birthday in the military. We're not going to get the cake guys. And I'm so disappointed. Look, I started crying today driving my minivan because I realized birthdays are going to come that are not going to have hashtag it's sugar young in it. <laughs> and, you know, look, I have messages for all of them. I need Jimin to be okay. I just, I'm not going to unravel now. This is really like, this could go bad. So um, let's just end this in like a really positive way. Achima. Yeah, you know, it's like a Borje uplifting and just the idea that I do, <laughs> I do trust them. I feel like I'm like a freaking character in Peter Pan. Like I believe in fairies. Let's keep the magic going. You know, no one's losing their wings on my watch. <laughs> so, all right. Should we close it out with a Borje for V? No. For hey. For hey. Can't get enough of BTS? Cool. Neither can we. So between shows, why don't you hop on over to at Afternoon Army on Instagram and join the conversation? Want to support us as a newer podcast hitting the scene? Great. Share the love by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And last, but certainly not least, don't forget to check out the other pod in our network, Afternoon of Delight, K-drama deep dives from three romance authors with new episodes dropping every Wednesday.